Welcome to Cards Chat, the friendliest poker podcast in town from the world's number one poker community. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Robbie Straczynski. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 109 of Cards Chat, the friendliest poker podcast in town. Today's guest is the program manager and director of education and technology for Poker Power and the vice president of the Women's Poker Association, the WPA. He's also the recent winner of the Women in Poker Hall of Fame Bounty Tournament. On this show, we're going to get to know her a little bit better. AJ Rudolph, welcome to the Cards Chat Podcast. Quite the introduction. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Robbie. Well-earned and well-deserved. Uh, you know, It's pretty cool. I was very happy to meet you in person after kind of knowing you virtually on social media for a little while. Uh, just a few weeks ago at Resorts World. Um, that was a lot of fun, uh, you know, when you won the tournament and, of course, at the win during all the WPT uh, championship, world championship festivities. Uh, you enjoyed yourself there? It was such a great week. Such a great week. Um, hard to come home from that because it was just, I mean, every part of it was great. Um, I, I had ended up winning um, a seat into the championship, so I got to play that also. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. I did not win, clearly. Yeah. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk all about that, uh, <laughs> that uh, yeah. special ticket and prize package you got there. Yes. Um, I want to start, actually, though, with that you know, thing that I mentioned in the, in the introduction, uh, your recent accomplishment, having won that W uh, the Women in Poker Hall of Fame Bounty Tournament. It was at Resorts World. Um, you defeated 155 other women on your way to the winner's circle. Tell us the story of that tournament. Yes, um, that was such a fun one, too. Um, we had all um, gone to the awards um, for the Women in Poker Hall of Fame that morning um, and uh, been there, gone to the luncheon, um, been able to see that, which was um, incredibly inspiring uh, to watch and and see all those awards given out and hear everybody speak. Um, everyone was hilarious, too, in there <laughs> in, yeah. in speaking. Um, so that was really fun to be there for that. But of course, we're all dressed up. And so we all go over to Resorts World directly after and um, all the uh, the inductees from previous years and the current year that were there, which was, I think, almost all of them. Maybe a couple were missing. Jennifer um, Tilly also played in that tournament? That she did. Wow, I didn't realize that. That's very cool. She sat right her. next to me, actually. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Good segue there. Um, so we all had gone over, um, to play. So we're all dressed up. Some people changed and I was like, you know what? I'm going for it. I brought, uh -huh. I brought a change of shoes cause you know, heels for sure. 12 hours is not yep. so good. Um, but brought a change of shoes and, and, you know, a bunch of us were dressed up and we just had, um, an absolute blast getting that one started. Um, uh, and it was just so much fun playing with all the inductees. Some of them played it really um, straightforward, like they were going for it. Um, okay. Susie made the final table. She was like, Susie Isaac, she's yeah. like, no, 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 you're not taking my bounty from me easily. All of uh -huh. the, the women in Poker Hall of Fame members had a bounty on their head and you got to go draw an envelope if you knocked them out. Um, Linda Johnson started at our table and she also was not playing around. She's like, no, yeah. you're going to have to take these for real. Yeah. Um, um, I did hear a couple of the players, I think JJ um, Lou, she played all in her fold. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she played it kind of fun. Uh -huh. Um, and, and yeah, eventually, um, after we had been there for a little bit, Jennifer Tilly actually sat down next to me. And, um, and so I got to spend some time with her. Um, and she's, she's so sweet. She's just the nicest person. People are coming up and getting her autograph and she's just, you know, talked to every person and, and, you know, she was really, really wonderful. And, um, Super cool. and yeah, she's great. She's great. So that was fun to play with her. Um, I did get in the hand with her for her bounty, but so did two others. Uh... And I, completely missed the flop and I was like all right I got to get out of this one this isn't right. happening to me, so sadly um and and what's funny enough is I won the whole tournament I didn't get a single bounty you're kidding me not a single well, one I mean, I oh because it's one. only the hall of fame uh, only the hall of famers so there were 18 people that had bounties out uh -huh. of the tournament so yeah I, I missed them all so I guess you have to just settle for sixty one hundred and eight dollars uh, as the winner so <laughs> and a seat to the ladies um championship exactly so, so yeah it's like there were lots of other prizes i saw you also you took a picture with two trophies 
Usually you get one trophy when you win a tournament. What was that all about? Right. So, um, so I got one trophy for that specific event. It actually has the name of the event and everything on it, which was really nice. Um, and then, um, the women's poker association. So, um, which I'm the vice president of, um, now we make sure that we celebrate all ladies finals tables. Mm -hmm. Um, so we give the trophy and, um, you know, hats and, and swag and that sort of thing to the entire final table. But, um, the, the person who wins gets the trophy, which is kind of nice. I actually got to go home with one this year that's um, very cool i'm sure so, it's uh, something to be super proud of you know bring it home i saw your husband was there taking pictures my husband was there which was amazing he and he doesn't normally come um out to to poker events usually um we have two kids you know they're not babies anymore which makes it easier for me to go to things they're 12 and 8 um but you know somebody still needs to be home with them so yeah. um most of the time he you know he stays home and 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 deals with them when I go off to poker things. But since I had won this big thing right. to go play, we're like, all right, we're working this out. You're coming this time. So grandpa came up and stayed with the kids and oh, he was nice. able to come. Um, and he was actually out at the hockey game that night. Oh, well, the Golden Knights. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, right. And I was like, oh, we'll meet up, you know, at some point. And then I was like, oh, you got to get here. This is the final table. Uh-huh. That's super cool. <laughs> so he, he came over and was able to watch me take it down, which was fantastic. Cause you know, I, I was talking about this. Um, so with a lot of our poker power students, they, a lot of them have never played live before. Mm-hmm. Um, they learn with us virtually and they've never played live. And so they don't know what it's like to right. be there through a tournament, you know, and it's, sure some of them on tv that you know the, the televised ones it's like all this excitement and people are around sure but if you're winning one of those that's you know a daily or a whatever you know even even some of the bigger ones i mean truly they there's nobody around like everybody who busted out has gone to another right. tournament or went to go eat or whatever um because they don't know how long you're gonna last sure. and they're not sit there and watch for like eight hours so um so it's interesting when the poker room ends up being half empty and you're like yay i won (laughs) (laughs) um but But then you get all that wonderful love all the likes and favorites and shares you gotta go to social media for that Uh yeah yeah. i I did actually have a couple of friends in the in the room because they had some other events that were still going on right Right. then so so that was nice to like run over and and And, and then you had the the chance to parlay, as you said, you had you know a seat in the WPT Ladies Championship. Yes. Uh, so yes, you didn't correct. You didn't cash in there, but you know still to have a you know a seat there, you know it's a pretty darn awesome event. I got to see the kickoff of that. You know what was it like for you? It was great. It was great. The ladies' events are so much fun. Um, you know, it's it's it's. I think everybody just really has fun with it, and and. Granted, we're competitive. <laughs> we're all trying to win, right. um, but but it's great to see all the women in the in the room. And um, you know, I've been pretty vocal about women's events, especially with doing the jobs that I do. Sure. Um, you know, there was there was that um, kind of hullabaloo about the guy who had entered the ladies' tournament, um, not in twenty. It was 2021, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had paid the 10000 at, at the World Series yeah. to enter. Um, and everybody's like, oh, well, he's, you know, building up the prize pool and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you're missing the point. Right. And to me, this is the point. And, and it kind of goes back to, to, you know, the fact that I teach women who are new to the game. It's intimidating to play with... Um, to to play in an environment that you that you're not certain of first sure. and if you're going to play a ladies event because that feels more comfortable to you as an entrance into the game and all of a sudden there's a guy at your table yeah um, and i'll tell you some really interesting psychology behind this too so almost all of our our classes that we do at poker power we say it's women or, or those who identify as such and every once in a while we will have because we work with corporate clients so we work with a bunch of different companies um, and teach their their networks um and sometimes they're like well we have some some male allies and they want to participate and we're mm-hmm. like okay for the one-off event we will have the the men participate um but I have seen this every single time when the men participate they it's just innate somehow that they are willing to bet, raise and bluff more than the women are. So Um, interesting. It's so interesting. And I don't know if that's literally like a hormonal thing. I don't know the actual science behind it, but there's Uh definitely science behind it because I see it every single time. And I'm trying to teach women to be aggressive in poker playing because aggressive is a a good 
winning sure. strategy. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm like, no, you need to bet and raise this much. Um, and you need to take control over the hand and, um, and trying to get them to do that when a man is already doing that is really hard when they're not comfortable doing so. Sure. So that's my whole thought process behind the ladies events. It's like, they really do need to be ladies events um, for, for that reason. And it's like, we want more people in poker. Don't we want more people as, and not to turn them away and have Absolutely. them be turned um, that's good for everybody. And it's good for the game to bring more people in. So hundred percent. I mean, I, I imagine at an $1,100 uh, buy-in event, not everyone was fortunate enough to win a free seat, but I True. imagine you didn't have pure beginners uh, in that True. tournament. So like, what was the vibe? But it like should be, but it should be the gold, the gold stamp, right? Sure, um, of whether it's WPT, whether it's WSOP, what those big, big tours, they should be the, they should be the bar yeah. for everybody all the way down. Mm-hmm. So if they do it differently, then everybody else is like, well, we're going to do it differently. Right, so, right. And what was right? the vibe like at your table? Oh, it was fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we had a fun table. Um, there was, there was definitely, there was at one point though, a couple of, a couple of ladies were doing some trash talk back and forth. So uh-huh. okay, yeah, yeah, that was definitely happening, but That's it was good. good. I, um, a woman, Sherry, um, that I know was at my table. We keep ending up at the same table at ladies events. So that was uh-huh. kind of fun. Um, we played <laughs> together in Cherokee too. Um, but it was, it was fun. It was a good table. That's great. I mean, I think, uh, I wouldn't you know be mistaken to say, well, the entire reason you ended up in Las Vegas in the first place as you mentioned, you won this seat to the WPT World Championship main event, um, and it was awarded to you by uh, on behalf of WPT Global by Ashley Sleeth. She gave it away in a Twitter contest after you were nominated by your friend Sarah Stefan. Sarah Stefan, uh, let's hear yeah, that story. Yeah. Yes. So, um, and that was right in the beginning. They had, I, I think, I was either the first or one of the first um, to win one of those packages. They had just started doing this. Um, so Sarah, Sarah also works for poker power. She was actually the original, um, teacher that they hired on to start, um, this, what wasn't just an idea at that Uh point. Um, and Sarah and I um, met in a home game a bazillion years ago. And, um, and so knew each other from poker and, um, she, she brought me into poker power when, um, it was starting to be like, oh, this is more than an idea. This is becoming a thing. So, um, so we've been friends for a long time and, and that came up and, um, it was, it was about kindness in poker and showing kindness in poker. And, and so that made me really happy that she nominated me for that because of all the things that I would like to be known for, that is definitely, um, top of the list. That's um, awesome. so that, that made me happy. So That's I awesome. really do try to put good out in the world and, and you know, with, with this job, it's very rewarding. And and I get to do a lot of that and helping women through their careers and, um, and playing this fun game that we all love. I will definitely be talking uh, a little bit more in depth about your role, your day to day with poker power with WPA as well. Uh, but you know, like not, I mean, I've never played in a $10,000 buy an event. Uh, there was a lot, I mean, I was there, I saw tremendous electricity throughout the ballroom every single it was day. Amazing. Uh, it was unreal. Like, so what was your playing experience like, uh, you know, in a 10 K? Yeah. So that's definitely, um, way above where I'm usually like, <laughs> you know, I play some of the 1100s and the, you know, thousand dollar buy-ins and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, had never played in a $10,000 buy-in. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, yes, I won this. Oh my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, I, so, so I have previously, um, before this also, um, worked with Melanie Weisner. And so she, um, she was coaching me and I was like, all right, I'm going to need some more coaching sessions. Right. So let's do that. Um, and so we really, I, I worked hard, you know, I worked hard prepared to, specifically for this event or this event. Exactly. Um, and cause I know it's like, I'm going to be playing against the best, the best in this, right. I right. need to hold my own. Um, and and I, I played, I had a tough table. It was a tough table for sure. Um, there was a guy there who um, was taking all our chips and he just put the pressure on hard uh-huh. constantly. Um, yeah. And he was, he was tough to play against um, for sure. Like the rest of the table were all like, right. We gotta get this guy. <laughs> that's, that's one thing when you're at a cash table, you could always request like a seat change or a table change. I mean, you know, and really talking about it in front of him, we're just like, dude, oh, you know, wow. but, but you know what? Kudos to him. He was, yeah. he put the pressure on and he, he was taking all our chips. Um, mm-hmm. I actually didn't end up seeing where he placed. I'll have to go back and look at that. Okay. Um, but I, but I honestly feel like I, I played well. Um, you know, I, I played my game. 
I ran my chips up a couple of times, um, you know, lost some back a couple of times. Sure. sure. Um, and, but I, I feel pretty happy in my play. I played almost all of the day on day one. Okay, good. And unfortunately, and I was up, I was up from starting stack, almost double starting stack. And then, um, 45 minutes to the break, uh, of the day of day one, um, shoved all in with pocket Queens, ran into pocket aces. He oh. took most of the back. Uh, and then the next hand I waited a minute because then I'm now I'm short. Right. Um, and had ace queen shoved all in again, ran into the same guy with aces. So oh yikes. Brutal. Brutal. Oh, it's a shame. But like but uh, that's at okay. least that's you know, that could have happened in the first two hands of the day. Right. I at least you got a I whole day of play. I had you know? the whole day to play. You know, I got I was at the same table. I never got moved. Um, you know, and, and it was, there was so much excitement in the room. It was just such a classy event. Like they just did everything so well and it was so much fun. And, um, I was buzzing with energy. I went yeah. and had dinner with my, my husband and my brother-in-law and they were nice. like, you are on fire right now. You are so <laughs> energy. I'm like, cause this is awesome. That's so great. Well, they definitely, uh, put on one heck of a spectacle. That's <laughs> a, you know, a big time players did. experience. So that's super cool. Um, yeah. let's shift gears as one does, uh, often at the poker table in order to succeed. Let's learn about AJ a little bit before, uh, poker came into your life. At least I think before poker came into your life. Um, you attended Michigan State, go Spartans, uh, <laughs> your, your BA in telecommunications. And again, correct me if I'm wrong, you spent the majority of your professional career before getting involved with Poker Power in, I guess, the radio industry doing QA, quality assurance? So, so yes, yes and no. Um, it was um, in the radio industry. Um, I worked for um, Q101 in the Loop um, radio stations in Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, I started with them doing promotions and marketing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was doing that. So events and, you know, you see a radio station out at like a cell phone store or doing a concert or, you know, that sort of thing. So um, I was managing all our staff to do that and go out to those events. Um, and after a while, I was like, wow, this is, you know not great work-life balance because events are all the time. And and so I moved into, um, in the same company, I worked for them a long time, um, into their division, working on their websites and their um, mm -hmm. mobile apps. Okay. And so spent a lot of time. So I was the quality assurance manager um, working on their apps and their websites um, up until not long before Poker Power. I had, I had a, a couple of stints in between there at some other tech companies. Uh -huh. Um, and some of it was while working for Poker Power too, because um, because it, it just started as a real small thing and I would help them out on the weekends and that right. sort of thing. Or all of a sudden, boom, this is a company. Right. <laughs> That's interesting. I mean, so obviously you have your you know professional talents and career that you had carried with you into this new position. Uh, but you mentioned that you met Sarah at this home game. So when did you exactly sort of get into poker and, and what was the catalyst? Um, I was like 21. <laughs> so it was a long time ago. Um, we, we had, I think it was my brother, my brother-in-law had like a, a game he played in New Jersey um, and we were out visiting him. So the first time I sat and played and I always played cards, um, cards was big, like through high school, Euchre, spades, hearts, all of that. I was always a card player, mm -hmm. um, but never poker. And um, they were like, Oh, we're playing poker. Come on. Everybody's going to play. And, okay. um, and it was couples. So that was nice. Um, I wasn't just like the only girl. Sure. And, uh, and yeah, so we just play, you know, and it was dealer calls it and all the, uh -huh. goofy oh, yeah. Yeah. I know all about that you know, stuff. <laughs> through your neighbor and all the ridiculous ones. Um, <clears throat> so we played and I had a blast with that. And then there was an amateur poker league in Chicago. Um, so we started going to that me and my husband did and enjoyed that. Um, that went away, but from that we made friends that started this home game and, mm -hmm. um, a bunch of us still play together from that home game. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, you never went pro as a poker player. So what is it no. about the game that uh, intrigued you and that you still enjoy so much? Yeah. And, and I was truly, you know, it was mostly just home games for a very long time. Like mm -hmm. every other Friday night we go and play. Um, when we had kids, we literally brought our kids and put them to sleep in the bedroom. Cause my, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to stop playing. Are you going to stop playing awesome. and stay home? You're like, no. So That's they're going great. to sleep in the 
the bedroom. So we just continue to play and we always love it. It's just such a fun social game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great way to hang out with friends when you're doing something. Um, and, you know, and there's several of us from that group that's gotten a lot more competitive over, over the years. Um, every once in a while, if we were in Vegas, I would like go play this satellite for the World Series or uh-huh, something like uh-huh. that. But it wasn't until probably five or six years ago where like I would start going to the circuits here um, okay. in Chicago. And then obviously with this job, you know, poker is now my focus. So I think all of us that are teachers at Poker Power say it's made our game better and it makes us focus on it. um, And it makes us really think through strategy because now we have to explain that strategy to someone. So now you're really thinking about it all the time. Um, So that made me a lot more competitive in it. Um, Unfortunately, you know, we had the pandemic in there. So as soon as I'm like way more excited about it and I want to go play all the things, there are no things to play except (laughs) online. (laughs) So, so that was unfortunate. Um, But, you know, now that there's stuff to play, let's go play. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's obviously quite uh, a career pivot from what you had been doing before. Uh, And you mentioned, you know, how the opportunity came about. I mean, it's nice. Okay. A friend tells you about this thing part time, but what was it about, I guess, the company's mission? Uh, You know, like I said, it was just sort of starting out just a couple of years ago and you were, you know, more or less on the ground floor uh, when it started. What was it about the company's mission that you said, you know what, it's time to to move away from what I've been doing until now and, you know, slowly but surely get more involved with Poker Power? Um, I, I, I love jobs that I can be passionate about. And this is definitely one of them because, you know, I've always loved poker. And then I started hearing about the mission of it. And so the really the, the focus of Poker Power is um, to teach skills via the game of poker. Poker is really the vehicle. Um, and it's fun. And I hope people love it and stick with it. Um, but it teaches specific skills like negotiation and risk assessment and capital allocation and um, all these resilience even. You know, you yeah. lose a lot. So you yeah. have to pick yourself back up and start over again. Yeah. Uh, so, so all of those things it teaches... Um, and you know, we, we actually, when we teach, they're not playing for money, it's just practice and that sort of thing. So you're, you don't have anything on the line, but you can learn and practice this over and over again. Um, for me, all of the fields I worked in have been male dominated. Mm-hmm. Um, so it resonated with me, um, about the challenges that women face in the workplace, um, because I've seen them. Um, uh, and, and so for me to want to help more women move up in leadership, there's such a small mm-hmm. amount of women that are, are in the C-suite, their CEOs of their company or, or see anything. Yeah. And, um, and so it really resonated, resonate, blah, 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 resonated <laughs> with me uh-huh. um, because I also do think that it helped me um, previously. And I didn't realize it because I had played poker for all these years. Right. Um, and I have lots of stories about how I negotiated and I was given offers and I read the room and I was like, they're going to lowball me. And guess what? I'm going to go make sure that doesn't happen. Very and all cool. of these different things. And I think I got a lot of that from poker because um, mm-hmm. poker makes you, you know, grow a tough skin and Absolutely. push back or you're not going to win. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. For sure. So, so yeah, that really resonated with me. And, and then I just dove right in. So you said it started out as like a part-time, you know, sort of giving a couple <laughs> of classes and teaching. Eventually it became a full-time thing. And I guess, you know, this is sort of a, again, a, a sort of an upstart type of, or a startup in, in a way, a type yeah, of, a co- yeah. of a company from Peak Six, uh, one of the shoot-offs of that company. Um, yeah. I guess you sort of had to create your role for yourself. Like what's the day-to-day like? Absolutely. Um, and, and really the company just grew and, and changed over time. And I, I really love startup atmosphere. Mm. Um, you know, one of the apps I worked at previously with the radio station, we built it from the ground up and I enjoy that, um, because, you know, you get to create the roadmap and you get to create what this, this company and this product looks like. Um, and we're really good at trying things. If it fails, try something different. And so that's a lot of fun for me to, to really, um, create something from scratch and create my role. So, um, I, you know, we're a small team still, so I wear a lot of hats. Um, I did get to keep, um, some of my technology background. We actually built the poker power play app. Oh, Um, cool. Nice. So, so yeah, I got to be the poker expert and create the product roadmap and make the decisions on that. Um, and, and, and make sure it works because that's my background also. This is Android, (laughs) iOS, both. Android and iOS. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So cool. Um, you know both. That's rare to find a developer who knows both. That's cool. 
Yeah. So we, um, so we have, we have that out. We use that for our classes. We use that for our community. Um, so I was able to, to keep that, but I also do, um, a lot of our teaching myself. Um, I'm in charge of our curriculum and making sure that that works. Um, you know, it's been several iterations. Melanie wrote one of the iterations, Sarah wrote one of the iterations. Um, but I manage all of that and, and, um, change that as needed. Um, mm-hmm. we had to create a live curriculum because now we do things not virtually. Right. Also, we still do a ton of virtual, um, lessons because that's easier for a lot of people and we can reach more people that way um we're in like 40 countries now so that's amazing um with the women that we've taught Um, but now we actually yeah yeah and now we actually go and do some things in person so i actually fly around a fair amount um and we we go to companies and we do you know a quick here's your poker 101 but also how it ties in and how from the female perspective, this can help you. Um, And we sit them down at tables and we, we teach them in um, you know, sometimes in conference rooms of offices or, or their kitchenette or, you know, wherever. Um, And, and it's just a blast. It's so much fun seeing people learn and be like, this is so cool. I never thought poker was this. I always thought it, they had different connotations of it, right? Poker has such negative connotations, unfortunately, but Really, it's, you know, it's a fun game and it can help everybody. For sure. And obviously, you know, even online with a webcam, it's one thing to see a person's reaction. But, you know, like any in-person game, you see the entire body language and how they're just responding to these, you know, positive stimuli and this, yeah. you know, the, the stuff that they're learning. I can imagine it's very, very fulfilling for you. Um, it is. And you mentioned, I think before we got on that um, you work from home mostly, and then now you're doing, you know, this travel as you've sort of grown into the role, the role has expanded a little bit. Um, You know, what's that sort of been like? And obviously with the pandemic thrown in the middle, moving from that career, as far as just, you know, family dynamics, as your kids have gotten older, that sort of a thing, how has that transition been on the personal side for you? Yeah, um, it's been interesting. Um, my husband actually used to be the one that traveled all the time. Um, he manages rock bands, so he oh. was on the road quite a bit. Wow. Um, and the, the tables have turned, so right. he's like, okay, all right, we'll work this out. And, right. and he does still travel sometimes, so there's it's always a juggling act. Um, you know, and poker is really interesting, um, especially when you talk to women with kids that play. Mm-hmm. Um, so even just traveling for work or traveling to play or that sort of thing, it, you know, that's tough, like yeah. trying to to carve out time when you have kids. I've said to babysitters before, I'm like, okay, well, um, I could be back in two hours or I could be back in eight hours. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, that's just poker. Right. Uh, So, so yeah, it is interesting with kids, you know, trying to just find that balance. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but it, it works out really well that I can work from home and do a lot of this from home um, mm-hmm. because I'm on Zoom so much, you know, either sure. talking with clients or doing our actual classes online. Um, but then, you know, when that's done, I can walk in the, the room and meet my kid when he gets off the bus. For sure. um, <clears throat> so there's a nice balance. I am gone a fair amount, but that that helps it, too. So that's not, really not exactly one to one. But I, nowadays, I know what that's like. I've been working from home, also sort of self-employed for the last five and a half years and. Uh, you know, that that feeling of being able to be home uh, when your kids get home from school is a very, very cool thing and kind of greet them. I, I definitely like that. I set my own hours, which is really nice. Um, it is nice. And also, I do also plenty of traveling. It's, it's certainly a lot farther than you from Chicago flying <laughs> you from sure Israel. You sure do, yeah. <laughs> flying from Israel everywhere. Um, but right. you know, I, I will speak to that as well. I only really was able to start doing that five, six years ago. I consider myself also like a pretty involved and devoted dad. And even so, I, I very much recognize, and I love my kids. They love me. I got three of my own. It's different when daddy's gone as opposed to when mommy's gone, no matter how involved the dad can be. So I can I can understand that challenge. You know, Miriam hasn't done too much traveling for too long. And when she's done it, you know, I try to always you know, step up and the kids step up as they get older. But it, it certainly poses a unique challenge for Mothers, it just does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, I think it's pretty cool that when you go into the corporate boardrooms uh, like you do, that, you know, that's an experience I imagine many of the ladies in those companies can relate to. They say, oh, here you are. You're doing it yourself. Yes. Yes. I try to be the example. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. So. Um, okay. Well, as a, a startup, as the company has grown, you know, I suppose beyond sort of um, setting your own, you know, uh, agenda for what you're going to be doing week to week, month to month. Uh, you know, you're in the you know corporate world. KPIs, what are your key, your key performance indicators? <laughs> what, um, what sort of 
do you as a board or you as a, as a company consider to be measures of success uh, for poker power? Yeah, um, it's really important for us to meet to reach as many women as possible. Um, so that's you know that's why virtual has been so successful for us because we can reach big groups that way. We're still very hands on. Um, we have just over twenty um, female poker teachers on staff um, mm-hmm. that that are most of them are part time. Um, and there's four full-time staff. Um, but we, you know, we can do these big groups and mm-hmm. just have multiple teachers on. We'll do right. breakout rooms and, and that sort of thing when we do it virtually. And um, you know, it it that really is our our biggest thing. We just want to reach as many women as possible because um once they go through this program and and see what it can offer them, so many of them are like, Oh, I get it, and this is fun, and this is teaching me something. Um, and that really is is the biggest thing for us is is to get more women um to be exposed to what we do and what we're talking about and, and just those concepts of leadership and, and how poker can help you with them. Um, and, and on the flip side too, poker is such a male dominated game. It's like, you know, if, if the women never want to go sit at a, a live poker table, that's fine. They don't have to, like they, they will successfully complete our program without having done that, but that's a whole nother level. So bringing those women there, that's, you know, you may feel comfortable doing it online, but walking into a live poker room is different. So, For sure. uh, you know, that, that's a great thing too, to, to, when we have women that want to do that and just seeing the success and be like, I did that. That's <laughs> um, very cool. Is, is pretty I, I, great. I, I, I want to actually ask a specific question about that because, like, you know, the as as we know, as you know, serious, I guess, recreational poker players, mm-hmm. we're not supposed to be results oriented all the time. Right. It's got to be process oriented. <laughs> so, you know, I suppose, you know, how, whatever numbers you do hit, and I imagine there's a lot of pride that you take, and you know, kind of demonstrated a little bit, you know, seeing those success stories. Is there something, you know, that you can kind of like point to as a highlight of? a particular success story, a woman or a group of women who, you know, just really like you know, grabbed the bull by the horns and really just were beyond successful having taken your program. Yeah, there's, there's a few, and I love it when people come back to us with those stories and we get to hear them. Um, you know, I have, um, I have, she's actually a friend of mine and that's how she heard about poker power, but she's, she's, um, taken our lessons, um, long time ago. And she's now had several iterations where she wanted to go into, to, to politics and she took that leap. Um, and she took that leap and she said, I, I don't think I ever would have, you know, gone to this politician and say, Hey, can I work for you without having that confidence that poker gave her? Um, there's, um, there's a woman that we we worked with and she just recently um, she's going for her MBA and she's um, talking to different colleges. And she says, I don't think I ever would have known I could negotiate um, mm. without you all pushing me to, to make sure I negotiate and get my my worth. And she negotiated her scholarship up from a third to a half. That's amazing. And, and, wow. and she's like, I never would have done that without your classes and you all telling me to push myself and, and wow. go for it. That's super cool. I mean, that's not the Isn't kind of awesome? stuff you learn in school, you know? No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. And and people don't know all the things that they can negotiate for. You know, we have, it's like, go negotiate for, for a new car. Like, you can negotiate, you can negotiate for a mattress. I've walked out of a mattress store before because it wasn't a good price. Right. And they came <laughs> and gave me a better one. You know, it's like, there's so many things you can negotiate for and people just don't realize it. Yeah. Um, so we try to give people the confidence to do that. And those are really the stories that stick. stick for with sure. Me. Here, here in the Middle East, you know, that's just called haggling. And it's like, right. it's almost like if you agree to the price that they give you, the like, the store per owner is like, no, you don't understand. We have to go back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, we've talked uh, quite a bit about poker power. We still will do some more, but you're also uh, the vice president of the Women's Poker Association. Um, how did that uh, come about? Yeah. I mean, I went from zero to 60 with poker here. <laughs> yeah. like, once you get into the industry, you're not yeah. getting out. Yeah. Um, but but that was um, that was really a, a nice thing to have happen, too. Um, we we created a partnership between Poker Power and the WPA um, a ways back. Um, and so there was a kind of a Poker Power seat on the board ah, um, okay, because nice. we were, you know, working um, as the partner for education because, 
you know, the Women's Poker Association is about supporting women who already play, really. Right. Um, and, and yes, absolutely supporting um, newbies, but there wasn't really an education program mm. um, that the WPA had. So um, so this worked out really well. When Poker yeah. Power came along, we created this partnership. Um, so I was going to the board meetings and being involved in that sort of thing. Um, and, and Lupe, who created the um, Lupe Soto, who created the WPA to begin with, um, always has a million things going on. And she's yeah. like, I've, I've been the president long enough. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to step down and let somebody else run with this awesome thing we've created. Um, so Tara Smith, um, we appointed her as president. She was vice president. So that seat came open. Um, and they asked me to, to, if I would take that position and appointed me there. And I was happy to, because, um, you know, these, these two things go so well together and they're, they're both things I really believe in. And, um, it's nice to be able to, you know, keep these relationships going with, um, the poker industry, um, and really work on making sure that they're, they're doing the best they can for women in poker and, um, you know, giving these final table prizes and, and doing all these great things. Um, you know, we're working on the raise it up program, which is yeah. um, just having, uh, the, the poker rooms kind of certify that they, um, are, are willing to take those steps with their staff and making sure that they're, um, trained on how to deal with in situations if sure. somebody's being treated poorly, you know, and that should be for men or women, like, you know, anybody who's being treated poorly at the poker table, the staff should say something and handle that situation properly. Nice. Um, and that way we, when we have those relationships with the rooms, it's easier for us to say to the women, you know, we know this room is a place where you'll be taken care of if there's a problem. Um, so that makes women feel better about going to play there. Absolutely. Well, you know, folks, I mentioned at the, at the outset, this is episode 109. We have 108 other wonderful episodes that you could listen to here on the Card Chat Podcast, one of which was with Lupe Soto. That was number 50. Uh, so if you haven't listened to that yet, Lupe definitely talks about her career and the, the WPA as well and a lot of their initiatives. Uh, so uh, if you haven't yet listened to that one, uh, you know, go ahead and listen to it right after you finish uh, this episode um, AJ, I, I a legend. Seen, say it again. Sorry. <laughs> He's a legend. Yeah. Yeah. She absolutely yeah. is. Uh, I've seen you, uh, on, you know, pictures on social media. And I think also once in person at WSOP, uh, you and a couple of colleagues, you're often sort of sitting behind a desk. Uh, you know, they've got some clipboards in front of you and you got like uh, merch that you're giving out. And what, what's that, what's that all about? <laughs> that, that whole desk <laughs> job. The whole desk job, uh, the booth, the booth. Yes, yeah. we always, um, especially especially at these bigger events, um, we try to have a table or a booth out, um, just creating awareness around the organizations, um, especially at ladies' events. Um, you know, we want to make sure that. Um, women who play know that if they have friends who want to learn, we can teach them or, um, you know, that, that the Women's Poker Association exists um, and is a way that they can find community um, in the poker world and um, learn about, you know, different things that are going on. We do giveaways and all kinds of things like that. So, um, you know, creating a sense of community, I think, is is so big for the, the poker world um, for a lot of different subsets for it. And, um, so we just want to make sure that the awareness is created and do fun giveaways and, you know, give out swag and, and that sort of thing. So it's really more an awareness thing and making cool. sure that people know about us. And how do you decide which events to set up the booth in? Um, mostly it just depends on who's going to be there. Okay. <laughs> um, and the bigger events, um, I did, we have done some, um, here in Chicago, um, mm -hmm. recently because I'm here. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I've kind of taken over the Midwest region. Gotcha. Um, yeah. WPA, we've kind of segmented it off um, because you know you you have to have, obviously have people there sure. to do these sorts of things. Um, so we're trying to do more of those as as people are around. I mean, the the Women's Poker Association is all volunteer run. Right. So um, you know we want to try to be at events where there's going to be more people there, um, but we need to have people in those locations. So we kind of try to poll and see who which of the advocates are going to be there. Um, which of the board, um, who's able to help out and who's able to, to run the booth. And we want people to be able to play the events too. Like they're, we're all there to play poker. So sure. you know, want somebody stuck at a booth all hours of the day, right. um, make sure we're trading it off and, 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 and it makes sense. Um, so, so, so that's really the way we're thinking about it right now. You mentioned WPTA, WPA is um, all volunteer run. Let's say I imagine there's plenty of women, maybe even men who are listening to this episode and say, hey, you know, I want to get involved. I want to support. Uh, how would they go about sort of reaching you guys if they want to volunteer? 
Absolutely. So they can go to wpa.poker um, is the website. Um, there's a section on there for advocates. Um, we also have the um, purple tie guys. Um, and so this is a this is just a great way for men to say they support women in poker. Um, they're willing to speak off if they see something that's, you know, if somebody's being treated poorly or there's something wrong. Um, you know, it's it's really just a way to say, you know, you know, we support this organization and, and, you know, make, we're trying to make the world, the poker world, a friendly place for everyone. Um, and, and then the women can sign up to help and be advocates. Um, we definitely need more people in the Midwest. So (laughs) I I can say, I don't know if you're aware, maybe you are aware you're speaking to a purple tie guy, very proud one. I do Uh, know. I um, do know. What's so funny. I realized that not everyone is, uh, you know, maybe you're just listening instead of just watching this on YouTube. It happens to be, I didn't realize this. It wasn't preconceived or whatever. Like, uh, I happen to be wearing a purple shirt, no purple tie, but a purple shirt today. (laughs) Um, switching well gears. Sorry, sorry. Well done. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, switching gears once more, you know, all of this, um, these lessons, uh, you know, your enjoyment for poker, your passion for poker, isn't something you just do out there. It's something you also, you know, besides trophies, you also bring that poker passion, uh, into your home. You have a family poker night every Thanksgiving. Tell us a little bit about that. That we do that we do. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of holidays when we get together. Um, my father-in-law plays, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law play. Like we all play, so it's just you know, poker is such a fun thing to do with family, and it's just you know we. We play a super low stakes, just let's, you know, let's have fun. And and this is a fun thing to sit around and do um, in the evening. Um, I have taught my kids how to play, um, you know, it, and that goes back to it teaches all these skills. So why shouldn't they they know um, how to how to play this game that's really strategic um, at their age? It will help them in their life for sure. And it's fun. They can do it with their friends. You know, I used to sit around dorm rooms playing cards. If I knew how to play poker, we probably would have played poker, too. Right. Um, so. You know, it's just it's a great way to connect and um and and I think it's just fun for everybody. So we we love family card nights and and that's a lot of fun. Actually, once my kids finally decided to learn, because for a while it was like, oh, that's mom's thing. I don't want to learn. Uh-huh. You know. And then they finally learned and now they're insatiable. They're like, come on, let's play. And I was sometimes that's so like, cool. <laughs> Guys, it's my job and my hobby. Like, right. I just need a break. <laughs> Gotta eat, sleep, and breathe poker. That's what it's all about. So what I mean, if they understand the game, they know it, they're competitive. What did they say when you brought home the trophies? What was their reaction? Oh, they were thrilled. They were thrilled. Uh, You know, there was FaceTiming that happened after that the next Ah, day. But um, yeah, they were thrilled. Um, They're like, how much did you win? And how much of that do I get? (laughs) (laughs) I love it, Greg. Yeah. So, but yes, Um, they were, they were proud. That's nice. Well, I, I noticed, you know, like one of the things I, I always try to do with our guests is, you know, look up at the Hendon mob. So, you know, we mentioned your recent tournament victory, but just only a couple other um, events, uh, you know, tournaments that yep. you've cashed in. Uh, and you mentioned just for so many years, it was just home games. Are you also just sort of more of a cash game player than a tournament player usually? No, honestly, um, I am more of a tournament player than anything mm-hmm. else. Um, but like I said, it was just, I was in home games forever. And, mm-hmm. and when you have really small kids, it is hard to go play poker. Yeah. Um, it's hard to travel to play poker. It yeah. is hard to get out for the night to play poker. Um, my kids are eight and 12. So before mm-hmm. the pandemic, they were, um, let's see, nine and, you know, five, like they were, they, you know, those are little kids. And yeah. and so it's really hard for me to go do a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. there were a lot of years where Sarah was going to Vegas. She's like, come join us and come play all this poker. And I'm like, yeah, it's just, uh, hard. I know that feeling. Yes. Um, so prioritizing, <laughs> yes. you know, time, time is a big thing with poker. You have to give a lot of time for sure. it. Um, so I would play locally. We have a lot of charity games around here that I would play. Um, I would go to the casinos occasionally. Um, but like for a long time, the dailies weren't even listed on hand and mob. Right. right? So I would go to Vegas and like, and I won Bally's daily a couple of times, you Uh know, or Planet Hollywood when they had a poker room, but like none of those get reported. I was like, man, I think they are. They do get reported now though, right? They do. They do. Sometimes, sometimes there's like, so, so some of the dailies, even at the world series. So I took second in a daily, um, at grand Victoria, like a few weeks ago. And, and Kev math is like, I'm trying to find the data. (laughs) I'm like, all right. (laughs) 
Come on, I need another notch in my belt. <laughs> well, shout out uh, to but it's our. Fine. Shout out to our good friend, Kevin Mathers. He was also previously on the show. Uh, that was episode number 45. So another great. He's awesome. Uh, and he does his best to like make sure there is so much data out there. And he really does try to track it down as much as possible. Absolutely. So and, and all the guys him. over at the Hand and Mob, for sure. Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. They're doing their best for sure. And that's a lot to keep up with. So. Yeah. What, one cash game I know you played because uh, I saw you there was the <laughs> ladies mug. The ladies meetup game at win. Um, that scene, I mean, again, I didn't play. I was just kind of like watching. It looked like everyone was just having the time of their lives. The time of our lives. It really <laughs> was so much fun. And that was my last day in Vegas. And I was like, mm. yeah, maybe I'll go play this tournament. No, I just sat there for like 10 hours. <laughs> wow. That's a long session. That was a long session. That was the longest cash session I've ever done. Cause I'm not really a cash player. Uh-huh. Um, I, and I will occasionally play it. I just don't like it as much. Um, but, uh, yeah, we just sat there. I mean, it was just such a fun table and, you know, Tara Smith was there and, um, she and I, when we're in Vegas, a lot of the times we're just working, you know, we're doing stuff for the WPA. I'm doing stuff for poker power. So, you know, we're seeing each other, but we're not hanging out. Right. Um, and so we're both like, we're hanging out and we just, it was just great. And, and Sammy G was there and like just a bunch of women at the table that I had not met in person before. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. And we just, had a great day. It was just so much fun to hang out and chat and loved it every minute of it. Did you win one of the uh, special prizes they were handing out? I mean, you won quite a I lot did of not. prizes already. Sammy, so. <laughs> so yeah, there was the splash pots. Yeah. Um, Sammy, I, I took a shot at it with my ace high. That didn't go anywhere. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Sam, Sammy won both of them at our table. So good gotcha. for him. Well, just one more question of mine before we move into the community questions uh, that uh, our Cards Chat forum members have submitted for you. Uh, I want to end off on this. Um, Your favorite movie, uh, I like this pick, A League of Their Own. Why is that? What is your favorite scene? What's your favorite part of that movie? You know, it's really funny. And that's always been my favorite movie. And then it's just so funny that now, like, my entire focus is, like, women in a male-dominated field. But it's always been my favorite movie. I, maybe that's why. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, those are all just super strong, awesome women. And I just love everything about that movie. And they're just like going for it. And it's competitive. I'm I'm super competitive, clearly. Mm-hmm. I play poker, but um, I've always been competitive, you know. It's like we used to have rock, paper, scissors tournaments at work. And I was winning that. Gosh, darn it. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I, you know, I just, I, I think I love the camaraderie of the community, um, the strong women in that it's just, I, I love that movie. I, I, I can't remember the last time I saw it, but I do remember, I mean, it's a very famous line. It was in all the commercials, uh, Tom Hanks, his character, you know, goes up to uh, Lori Petty, her character, still crying in baseball. So, so, so I do have to ask that, I guess I suppose as a follow-up, is there crying in poker? Yes. <laughs> okay. And, and under what circumstances? Hundred um, percent. I have absolutely um, cried in poker. Um, not at the table. I had to mm-hmm. walk away. But mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. And and I think you know a lot of us um, on the Poker Power team have talked about this. You know, mm-hmm. yes, women tend to sometimes let our emotions show more easily than men. Mm-hmm. Not that we're more emotional. I don't think that's the case. But I think some like we're it's it's more okay in society for us to show it. So we just do sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, And we also cry when we get mad. (laughs) So, um, you know, and, and um, yeah, I, I busted out of an MSPT um, in the first 15 minutes in Michigan um, a while back. And I was just so mad at myself because I played it wrong. And, and I knew I played it wrong. The second I did it, I was like, Oh, and I'm out in 15 minutes, right? Yeah. And I, I walk away and Jeremy, Jeremy Smith, the tournament director is right there. He's like, out already? And I was like, I do not want to talk right now. Oh, <laughs> and shit. I walk away and I run into Kaina and I'm just like, you know, because because you're just mad and you're frustrated yeah. and you have this build up from the whole day and you're so excited to go and do this thing. And um, you're going to be playing for day, the multiple days because it's a multi-day event. And then right. suddenly your expectations are totally turned because sometimes that's just how it goes. Sometimes right. the cards turn on you. Sometimes you did it wrong yourself. It was me this time. Right. Uh, you know, well, at the end of the day, it's really just a, a physical manifestation of a very powerful, emotional reaction yeah. something you're passionate yeah. about you'll yeah you'll cry about it 
Yep. Yep. So, so yes, that's all right. Sometimes I cry about poker. <laughs> all right. Well, fo- well folks, in uh, this segment of the show, we turn to you guys, our cards chat community to see what questions you wanted to ask our guests. We do have a dedicated thread on the cards chat forum for this. So as we announce who our future guests will be, please be sure to send in your questions. Our first question comes from Mart1194. It's a name I haven't seen before, so glad to see some new participation. Thank you very much, Mart1194. Um, Wants to know, AJ, what golden tip would you give to women new to poker? Ooh, good question. Um, Honestly, the the biggest one that I say is get your mind wrapped around, you're going to make a mistake. Mm. you're going to make a mistake. So don't be upset when you do, because you don't know everything yet. You're just learning. Maybe you're just sitting down at a live poker table for the first time. Um, And this goes for men or women or whomever, like you're going to make a mistake. You're going to do the wrong thing. You're going to bet out a turn accidentally. You're going to, um, you know, bet the wrong amount. You're going to do something wrong. Um, So just expect that you're going to do that. And then it'll be a much easier to get over. Got it. Good answer to a very good question, as you said. Um, Next question, a few questions here from Chica Bonita, one of our frequent question askers. Uh, Thank you for sending these in. Um, AJ, Chica Bonita wants to know, uh, says as follows, it's great that you teach women how to play poker. Uh, As far as I understand, the lessons are paid. Are there any introductory free classes and how do you motivate women to participate in your courses? That's a great question too. Um, so we actually have been talking about this recently. It's funny. One of our we've been talking about this, and one of our community members um, was talking about this um, literally yesterday. So um, <laughs> we we actually used to have our community lessons um, for free. Um, we we do charge for them mostly because um, that makes people accountable. Right. Mm, interesting. Um, right. Think about that. If if something is free, it's much easier to blow off. Yeah. Um, so so if if they pay even a small amount for it, you're more willing to show up for something. I have to. Inter- I wouldn't ordinarily interrupt, but like I have to say, with me also, that is so true. There was like one time I went on a quote unquote free walking tour, but they literally they charged you one dollar online when you're booking for it, and I'm like, I don't want to throw away a dollar. You're so right. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. So really, I mean, that's what we found over the years. Like, it's important. That's why, Um, you know, but also um, I I think it would be helpful if because sometimes people just don't know what they're getting into. Um, Mm. So we may do a, you know, one off like open house kind of show up and, and try this thing out. Um, the, the way we motivate people, um, truly a lot of our clients and, and community come through companies. And it's really interesting because so many women, they hear poker and they do not think poker is for them. And the, the way we talk about it and the lessons that are learned companies see that and understand that. So then they host these workshops for their, the women in their company. So the women are going because their company told them to, Uh they may think it sounds interesting, but their company told them to, and then they show up for the first lesson and they go, Oh, I get it. This is fun. I'm learning something from this. And I understand the whole perspective of it. Um, so they just need to get there. And that's all the motivation usually that they need. Right. Oh, very cool. Just like uh, anything else, you know, any sort of product someone has is just get them through the door and then the product will do the rest. Uh, and it certainly Absolutely. sounds like a fantastic product. Um, one more question from Chica Bonita. Um, and I get, I imagine this, I'll, I'll sort of like paraphrase it here. Uh, they're wondering if at some point you intend to expand uh, to other languages beyond English as far as instruction for, you know, not non-English classes uh, of poker instruction. That is also on our roadmap. Um, okay. Yes, uh, we Spanish is definitely something that we're working on um, translating all of our um, curriculum to, um, and doing some more things around with that. Um, so that is something that is coming. Um, beyond that, I don't know yet. Okay, um, but, but Spanish is is something on the roadmap for sure Very for cool. this year. Very cool. Um, Here's a name I haven't seen in a while. Thank you very much, Belladonna05, for sending in this question. Um, Belladonna05 says, I see that you live in the Chicago area. Hi, neighbor. What's the best poker room near you in terms of volume, management, and smoke avoidance? Ah, nice. Yeah, smoke avoidance. Um, I mean, there's no... 
smoking in the poker rooms. So that's good. Um, the closest, the closest casino to me is the horseshoe. Um, and so I do play over in, it's in Indiana. yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm not far from there. Um, but still in Illinois. And, um, so I do play over there sometimes. Um, I really like grand Victoria. Um, also because the poker room is one run by a woman. Um, and she's like, she's like, get more women in here. And, um, you know, they, they did a ladies event for the world series circuit and, and she's, she's great. And she runs a great room. Um, so, and, and I haven't found that one to be too, it's not too smoky over there because the poker room is kind of off the main entrance. And so you're not like within the depths of the casino, like a lot of the other ones are. So it's more separated. So, um, it doesn't seem like the smoke carries in there, um, much at all. Um, for a long time in the pandemic, the, all the poker rooms were closed. Um, and, and there's a, there's a bunch of charity games here. Um, there's Windy City Poker, which, which I play in a lot. It's actually very close to my house. Um, and they do a lot of ladies events for us. Uh, We do one quarterly. We have one coming up January 29th, um, with them. Kirk over there does a great job with everything. And he's always, um, great with working it with us. So, um, that one being so close to my house, um, I play there a lot and it's not, is turbo so that's nice too. <laughs> you get a lot of play for your buy-in that's good yes yes that's good very important I like to play for more than an hour good so, stuff yes cool uh we'll end off with the uh, acid burn fx i love the questions you put out here acid burn fx thank you very much uh pretty deep so i uh, know very good questions on which to end off the show um aj if someone asked to be your apprentice and learn all that you know what would you teach them Oh gosh, that's a lot. <laughs> deep, right? That <laughs> is deep. We'll let you use a time um, bank on this one. <laughs> right? Um, gosh. All right. So I mean, there's there's a few things, uh, you know, one go for what you want. Like I, I would teach them to just really always always push for what you want. That's, that's been my mantra from day one. And I don't know if I was born with that or what, but, um, if I want something, I'm going to push for it and I'm not going to take no for an answer. Um, it's like with the radio station gig, um, when I was coming here, I was, I was an intern in, um, in Michigan. And it's like, I came to Chicago and they're like, you have to work for the loop. The loop is the one to work for. Um, well, they wouldn't give me the time of day. And so I called the program director, Greg Sulk for, um, every week for weeks and weeks on end telling him to hire me. Um, and it took him a while, but there was finally a job that fit me. And he was like, I remember you called me all the uh-huh. time. Nice. <laughs> so it's like, be persistent in life and and really go for what you want and try to get that job that you want or try to go for that thing. Um, you know, there's going to be obstacles in your way, whether it's monetary, whether it's distance, whether it's whatever. Um, but you know, that that's something I think I've really done a lot of in my life. And, and that's, that's something that, that, goes through a lot of aspects um, that you can use. So I think that's probably the biggest thing. Great answer. Great answer. Um, Acid Burn FX also wants to know, and we'll give you a pass on this if you want to pass. What is the biggest lie you have ever told and why did you lie? We can give you a pass if you'd like. I don't even know. It's funny. My mom is like the most honest person. Right. So I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of a terrible liar. I'm a good bluffer, but I also talk about how bluffing is not really lying because uh-huh. bluffing is just right. withholding information and not, not telling all the information, right? It's different from lying. Indeed. Oh, I don't know. That's a really good one. I mean, probably like, probably like big lies about where I was supposed to be when I was a high schooler and, and like not 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 sleeping over at the friend's house i said i was supposed to be sleeping uh-huh. over at you know because honestly i don't know it's not too bad that's not too bad i i truly i can't think of i'm not a huge liar i guess that's my husband well, shout, shout out to mama <laughs> that's yeah, good for right? teaching you well She's I like a, that. my husband says i'm a terrible liar so okay. <laughs> okay um aj if a movie again thank you uh acid burn fx great questions here if a movie was made about your life what genre would it be and who would play you? Oh my gosh. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> uh, That's fair. So we'll use the pass on that one. 
That's okay. If you'd like, yeah. unless you Some want to think about Some people say it. I look like Reese, Reese Witherspoon. So maybe she would play me. I can see a resemblance. <laughs> Folks, if you're, again, if you're just listening in, uh, we do have on the Cards Chat YouTube channel, you can see. And uh, yes, I do see a resemblance as well. <laughs> there you go. Um, and we'll end off with this one. Uh, AJ, what superpower have you always wished you had and why? Hmm. I think flying would be really cool. That seems like it. Like, I'm always a little terrified of, of so, you know, I, I don't mind flying. I've always wanted to, you know, skydive or something like that, but I'm a little bit terrified of it. So maybe flying where you can control it a little bit better would be a really fun one to have. And you could get, you know, places faster. Well, uh, thank you very much to everyone who sent in questions for the high-flying AJ Rudolph. I appreciate it. Uh, just a friendly reminder to all of you out there in the Cards Chat community. We'd love to see you submit your questions for our future podcast guests in the dedicated thread on the forums. Guys, please be sure to give us a good review on iTunes and spread the word via your social media channels if you like the show. AJ, this has been absolutely delightful. Uh, before we let you go, anything else you'd like to tell our Cards Chat audience? I think we hit it all. So <laughs> hopefully I'll see you all out there at the poker tables. Um, I, I want to get back out there as much as possible, of course. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, feel, feelings mutual. Thank you again so much. Uh, thank you all for tuning in once again to another episode of the Cards Chat Podcast. I'm Robbie Straczynski. You can follow me on Twitter at Card Player Life. I wish you all a wonderful day. Cards Chat, the friendliest poker podcast in town from the world's number one poker community.